Hey, everybody, we have something to say to Ukdorf, otherwise affectionately known as Pukdork. <laughs> and we have, a, we have a praise to give him. Right, Dave? We'll do it on three. One, two, three. Siegheil, Pukdork! <laughs> now, before you go run and get your anti-inflammatories, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I used are... one of those last night, but now yeah, we won't go it's a into different that. story. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is not a praise of Nazism or some crazy thing. So, real quick dissection here: Sieg in German is victory, basically, and. Heil is like a like a praise or a chant or a or a whatever. Um, and so Viva, Viva yeah. la Raza, you know, it's, right. it's the Spanish version, whatever. Yeah, right. So uh, another of the many things that Hitler stole and basically used for his own benefit. In this case, it became, as we all recall some type of routine, you know, with the Nazi political party to throw out your hand in that weird gesture. I don't know who created that, if that was Hitler too or not, or he stole it, but, and then, you know, Sieg Heil, whatever, you know, victory, whatever, victory, not chant. What's the word I'm looking for? Anyway. Shit, dude. I thought that was Buzz Lightyear, but he came a lot later with the hand. With the hand thing. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and Ukdorf, play on words there, Pukdork. What the hell are we talking about? Well, we're taking Ukdorf's talk from the conference here. We're actually taking a cue from our beloved, very close and intimate friend, Jonathan Streeter, who still probably doesn't even know who we are. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully, Hopefully not. We love him. And uh, Thinker of Thoughts on YouTube. Again, if you guys ever get the chance, if you have... A longer time to go through video. He recently did one on Uchtdorf's talk. We took that as a cue, and we will mm-hmm. ride right on top of Jonathan's glory train, and also talk about Uchtdorf. Um, we're not going to talk for two hours, as Thinker of Thoughts he, ended up doing, he, but we will. And and he did it very well, by the way. Yes, we we're yes. not. We're not that wind. Well, not that's a negative. Uh, he took it apart sentence by sentence, which yeah. takes some patience because what I found, one of the things that happened as, as I was listening to his critique of puke dork was, Oh my God, this is so fucking boring. <laughs> this is so repetitive. Oh, it is. Uh, so I guess I'll just say that at the outset here. Just Jesus. Yeah. yeah. How could I sit for so many years and listen to the same puke being puked forth again and again and again, whatever. Right. And yeah. look, a uh, final little tie in to the Sieg Heil comment and the Nazism type similar. So fascism is the church fascist. And you asked this, Dave, in kind of serious, you know, quandary as you and I were talking before the episode yesterday and we actually found a definition of the word fascism and I just want to read through that quickly because I kind of think it sounds like it is the church so it says fascism is a form of government 
So let's just, you know, supplant the word government or party, like political party, with, with church or religion and see if this religion. sounds familiar to you. Yeah. Fascism is a form of government that is a type of one-party dictatorship. They work for a totalitarian one-party state. This aim is to prepare the nation for armed conflict and to respond to economic difficulties. Fascism puts nation and often race above the individual. God damn. Did, did you just yeah. read a definition of Mormonism? Yeah, I think I did. But it says fascism. You know, I never put that together. Armed conflict and Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, puts, I don't, puts church and religion above the individual, puts doctrine above the individual, obedience above the individual. Sure sounds a little fascist, doesn't it? Interesting. So, indeed. Mormonism, yes. a good way to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great how, t-shirt how to exist and yet not exist at the same time become a mormon yeah those are great t-shirt ideas yeah yes. whatever yeah, yeah that's good so that's it we won't we'll get obviously a little bit more into that and we'll play snippets of uh, puke dork's talk here in a minute but before we jump into that dave how about a little bit of LDS Church in the news. <laughs> Allergy has no effect on my vo vocal capacity there. Yeah, so. we're not <laughs> suffering from allergies at all right now. No, not at all. So you may have heard of the Department of Education's CARE Act. I don't know mm -hmm. if that rings a bell mm -hmm. to anyone. The CARES Act, Higher Education Emergency Relief Fund. So as we think of entities across the world that could probably use some funds from that relief, right? They, they struggle. Uh, I know I, for example, in my personal life on the side, it's not my day job, but I, for about the past six, seven years now, I've been teaching a class as part of a master's program, a distance learning course for a college out northeast and they so i get as an adjunct faculty i get copies of emails right that are just kind of communications i see regularly how much of a concern this is for schools where they're constantly looking for creative ways to get funding they have an issue or a challenge with staying in business paying the teachers you know, mm -hmm. offering financial aid to the students, et cetera. This is a big part of their existence. They have to deal with this all the time. Can you think of a couple educational entities, though, that might be privately owned that due to what we know about available monies would probably not have to take advantage of this emergency relief fund? Hmm. BYU? Ah, that comes to mind, right? Um there's some extra funds hanging out. <laughs> in is that what that is hanging out? Okay, uh, right. That's what that is. That's a that's a a phallic shaped fund <laughs> hanging out. I, why is it green? Huh? Oh, greenbacks. Oh. oh. So, guys, this is public information. I'm gonna 
make a shout out. I think I've mentioned him at least once before, uh, if not twice. But uh, Jeff, I'll just leave the name at Jeff in case he wants to keep his last name confidential. A listener of ours reached out and said, hey, Mike, you got to talk about this. So shout out to Jeff for bringing this up. So guess what? If you go to the U.S. Department of Education website and you look up the CARES Act, and I think this might just be right on. Yeah, well, it's a CARES Act page. You can find the CARES Act page. You can download the current list of who has applied and who has been granted funding. You do have to apply for this. There's an application process. So it is, you know, you you apply and they consider your situation, whatever. When they give you funding, you have to agree to use at least a certain percentage of that for financial aid for students who are applying to your college. So that's part of the agreement. And then the rest you can use for whatever, right? So looking through the list, guess what we find here, Dave? I know that's a oh, very long just... lead up to an obvious answer. <laughs> we find across Brigham Young University by itself, which I imagine that means Provo. Brigham LDS Young... Business College. I haven't. Does that still exist? Or I don't know. I, I could know. look that up really fast. Brigham Young University, Hawaii, and Brigham Young University, Idaho, across those three, over $52 million. Fuck me. Of funding. Really? From the CARES Act. Oh, God damn it. Isn't that nice? Yes. Ah. Doesn't that make your day? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't fucking believe it, of course, right? Like, they need the money. Hey, and since you mentioned LDS Business College, it does still exist. As I scroll down to the L's here on this list, guess what I see? Hmm. LDS Business College. About a million and a half. Oh, my God. Funding. Um, so I just thought that that alone is enough news. Uh, if you, you know, how everyone says, oh, I don't listen to the news anymore. It's so depressing. Well, there's your depressing news <laughs> for the day. <laughs> <laughs> because we all know, everyone, that the church really needs the money. Come on. We know. Yeah. All right, Dave, that's about enough of that. I would love to delve into a little bit of For Your Information. We didn't read that much last week, but (laughs) it seems like we get to this point of we can't hack it. We can't take it anymore. The incredulity point. (laughs) We're just like, I can't. Handle it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still in 1902, and I guess it's time to remind our listeners. This is from D. Michael Quinn's mm-hmm. Extension of Power book, a series of books, The Mormon Hierarchy, Book Two, in the appendix, and he's going through the real LDS church history. Yes, we're in 1902. It's April 17th. Only specifically dated example of Joseph F. Smith as church president authorizing man to marry plural wife. Okay. Apostle Abraham 
O. Woodruff's daily diary records that President Smith says, quote, while I cannot advise you to do this, I will ad not advise you not to do it. Talk about what a mind fuck. Did you get did you get what it, what's happening there? Yeah. He's give, giving a advice on whether to perform a plural marriage clearly forbidden by US law and supposedly by the church. I can't tell you to do it. But I'm because I'll go to jail. Tell you but I'm sure as fuck not to do it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks oh my <laughs> for God. all your help. You fucking two-faced son of a bitch. Yeah, I agree, folks. Yes. Uh, now, uh, total switch of gears here. Back to the Bloody Plains. Uh, July 27th, blood atonement affirmed. This is in the Deseret News. Um, we take the ground that the only atonement a murderer can make for his guilt is shedding of his blood according to the divine mandate. What fucking divine mandate is that according to the divine mandate of joseph smith i guess so yeah wait, wait now hang on we believe jesus christ came and paid for all man's sins except murder i get i guess oh. i but so like you've got it I don't know where the blood came from. It must have come ironically from Jesus, right? Bleeding I, at the cross. Yeah. And but Jesus's blood wasn't enough. It wasn't no. <laughs> no. Nor is his grace. Right. You've got to work your ass off and give up most of your time and money and let's not go down that path. Right, right. Which I did for 25 years. All right. <clears throat> September 6th. Apostle John Henry Smith writes at Nauvoo, at Nauvoo? Oh, okay, recalling something that happened in Nauvoo. Mr. Charles E. Bitterman showed us a medal said to have been carved by Joseph Smith with his inscription on it. Confirmo odius potentimissimus. I can't even pronounce this shit. Bitterman is Emma Smith's stepson, and these Latin words are traditional inscriptions for the magic talisman of Jupiter. Oh, interesting. There Do we, we know go. what the Latin means? Go. I guess we could have looked that up. But. It's Latin. Odeus, yeah, potentissimus. Potentissimus. So potent, it's got to be something about God's power. Odeus, uh, pot yeah, something okay. about God's power. Power of God. Is my guess. Interesting. Uh, we, we recall that he was uh, in possession of the talisman when he was murdered in Carthage. Oh, not martyred. I'm sorry. Murdered in Carthage. Jupiter talisman. Yeah. 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 It was in his pocket or so, whatever. Which proves, and I don't want to offend any talisman holders out there, but it proves there was at least a limit to the power of Joseph's talisman. It, he should have got the one for Mercury. Don't well, I, mean, I I think he got the blue light special talisman. I, I think it was tin, yeah. actually. Well, and, dude, he had to carve it himself. It says it had yeah. had been carved by... What is it? How yeah. do you carve metal, by the way? I That's interesting. Guess, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on. Moving on because there's so much juiciness ahead of us. <clears throat> Sister Walden told M... 
that's Emmeline B's granddaughter, her fortune in her hand. So now we're reading hands. So it's not, it's not, it's not enough that we speak in tongues and even sing in tongues or that we use astrology to foretell someone's future or card talismans yeah hand reading hand reading okay well hey it's all part it's all part of god's plan come on dave what (laughs) let's keep going apostle john taylor tells stake priesthood meeting that those who have sexual intercourse with their wives or touch any dead body are unclean until evening and therefore during that day should not enter the temple or officiate in the ordinances of the gospel (laughs) are you fucking kidding me that's old testament dude that's leviticus type shit so if you've had sex with your wife you can't go to the temple that day no so there was this little cadre of guys, him included, right? That if they saw each other in the temple in the afternoon, they'd be like, huh? So you didn't get laid, huh? Because <laughs> they're at so the we temple. Know why you're, we know why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> the old lady's got a headache. Okay. <laughs> it makes sense. Oh well, I've got to get two more out before we close. Okay. All right. uh, Joseph F. Smith again. He tells the apostles. There would be no daughters of perdition in the final judgment. The general authorities authorize rebaptism without church discipline mm. for a young man mm. who confesses the secret crime he committed and having to do with animals. <laughs> what? <laughs> secret crime he committed and having to do with animals. Oh my so, God. Utah, where the men are men and the sheep are scared. <laughs> oh man, look at the rack on that lamb. Or, I mean, on that sheep or that goat. What that, a, the rack oh, on that lamb. Hell. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, get back here! Hey, hey, get back here! <laughs> Come here! I'm not done with you. I know you're satisfied, but I'm not. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, right along right along with that little fun <laughs> thing, we'll end with this. Apostle Rudger Clausen tells the other apostles that the practice of self-abuse existed to an alarming extent among the boys in our community <laughs> who attended the district school. Well, how the fuck does he know how much it's it's being I guess are, are we watching are we watching him behind the curtain again? I guess they are they're basing it on people young men who talk about it and say yeah I'm- yeah it's confession and again so that would tell me that in those early interviews whatever they looked like they were asking hey man how how many times did you whack your wiener this week <laughs> jerk jerking your gherkin whatever and like you need to know that well look you can't go to the temple until tomorrow <laughs> Until wait, tomorrow, we could shed your blood, oh, and then yeah, just straight to heaven. You know, none uh, of this bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> because that, it's an abominable sin oh to exercise your sexual, nah, yeah. uh, natural inclinations that you were born with, created with by the divine Creator Himself, who must also be a very prolific masturbator. 
Oh, wow. That's blasphemy, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I invested in a lightning rod last week. I'm oh, good. Okay, you're good. So if something happens to come by here. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. You okay? Ow. Dave, you okay? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm okay. I got to put out this fire. Hang on. <laughs> No, okay, we're good. We're good now. <laughs> oh my! Oh god! Okay. What's the smell of? Is that a smell of sulfur in the air? What happened over there? Wow! Never mind. I don't want to tell you where it hit me because okay. that's, that's private. That's private. Okay. Oh, all right. Huh. Is that? Does the thunderclap mean we're done with? Uh... We are done for this week okay. because, as usual, I can't take any more. Oh, well, yeah, I can imagine. Um, that's a that's a good look on you too, by the way. Your eyelashes being curled up. <laughs> that's a... you should see the back of my pants, man. <laughs> they're, actually, they're it's missing. I anyway. You got the. <laughs> You've been the thunderstruck. Ass, the assless chaps. I got going the on assless there. chaps. Okay. Yeah, me and Diamond David from Van Halen. Yes, yeah, we, yeah. we share that look. Okay. <clears throat> All right, guys. <laughs> Let's puke a little dorkiness, shall we? With our beloved friend Puke Dork. So as you go through his talk, if you have any interest at all in this last April conference here. He gave a, a talk called Come and Belong. Come and Belong. And as we mentioned earlier, our great buddy, John Streeter, went through this in great detail. We're going to go through about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine little audio snippets. And that'll be our approach on this snippets where we just thought you know what that's too good to pass by we've got to talk about this kind of a thing mm -hmm. yeah so let's jump right in to come and belong shall we dave so we're well, gonna let me mention this before we start uh -huh. that when dieter was first called to the 12 and now is he in the first presidency uh no i don't know he's not in the first presidency. Okay. He's still in the 12. Okay. Yeah. He was a, a refreshing voice. Yeah. In other words, he, he seemed to uh, focus a lot on the grace of Christ instead of works. He wasn't a hard line like fucking Packer and so Holland. many of the others guys. Yeah. And it was like, oh, maybe this is a new trend. Maybe. And he totally lost that in this talk. Yeah. All he did is mimic and, and puke out the same shit that's been going on for years. Okay, I made my point. No, I'm with you. And one of the things I liked when he first came in was he smiled when he talked. Yeah, right. Which is right, right. pretty unusual for an apostle of God to smile. So, you know. It's that yeah. good German beer, man. <laughs> yeah. He accepts the verse in the Word of Wisdom that says beer is to drink. Yeah, he doesn't ignore that one. Yeah, so he smiled. He was happier, it seemed, right? He Like you said, he, he had a lighter message. Now, mm -hmm. because he's been demoted out of the first presidency, <laughs> I guess he's getting a little bitter, and he's just falling into the typical 
routine of bullshit. So it's sad. Anyway, near the beginning of his talk, this is our first clip here. He talks about Jesus Christ, blah, 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 and, and, you know, what he did. And I just wanted to grab a quick snippet of this based on the time that we're facing right now still in April of 2020 here. Uh, this little clip here. And brought hope to the hopeless, healing to the sick, and deliverance to the captive. So healing to the sick is one of the okay. things Jesus brought, right? Um what he didn't tell everybody is when he went back to go see dad, he wasn't going to have any more healing because <laughs> when, yeah. when COVID comes by, you're fucked, right? So sorry, guys. Um, well, it's kind of yeah. like, again, if you murder somebody, we we know we told you that that was covered in the atonement. It's not. And either is this healing of the sick. It's just it's not covered anymore. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this guy's got shit to do. He's got golf tournaments still pending. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, after all, the planet's overpopulated. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Wait, they're all God's children. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have to apologize too. I had forgotten, I guess, how sensitive the microphones are in that little quiet room where the brethren were standing at least six feet apart and giving their little spiels virtually over the digital mm. airwaves. So you can actually hear how dry-mouthed Uktorf is during this talk and, and the little snaps of his <laughs> dry mouth. So I apologize. I don't want to make anybody sick and hurl while they're... Hopefully you're not driving right now while you're listening to this, but Okay. <laughs> It's kind of disgusting now that I hear it in my headphones. All right. So the next piece here, let me just play it. We learn to recognize and act on the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Right, okay. Dave? So first recognize mm-hmm. that when you see something that makes you cry or pulls at the back of your throat, that that's a prompting and then you act on it, which means you go get a tissue. Oh, and blow your blow your nose and wipe your eyes because you uh, wait. Did I miss something there? What I yeah, it just I had to play it just because that's one of the big thrusts, and we've had an entire episode on this before, right? Uh, emotion, the emotion, the magical ocean. We're taught in the church that he, when you feel an intense emotion, that's the Holy Ghost, and it means it's true which is one of the worst definitions of truth assessment that I could ever imagine. But I, I'm not yeah. sure if there is one that's worse than yeah, that. That's, or un, more unreliable. Yeah, pretty I, bad. I, but yeah. anyway, here's another little tidbit. You might be thinking, I've made mistakes in my life. I'm not sure I could ever feel like I belong in the church of Jesus Christ. God couldn't be interested in someone like me. Jesus the Christ, though he is the King of Kings, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, does care deeply about each and every one of God's children. Yeah. In- okay. Including oh. gay members, right? He cares. No, no, think about the way he said that. Even though 
He's the king of kings, even though he kicks your ass in seniority <laughs> and prominence and power and position. He still likes you guys. <laughs> Don't give up. Don't give up. What the fuck? God and he it. cares about anyway. every one of you equally, even though some of you acting the way you were born are you know, yeah, that, that's yeah, like good. you said, LGBTQ, yeah, 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 of right. course, yeah, no, he, he, he loves you just maybe a little less. I don't know, maybe I, I shouldn't put words in his mouth. He's the king of kings, right? Watch out, even though the record of kings has not been so good on the earth. <laughs> uh, hang on, never mind. <laughs> So there was a part here that was skipped somehow where he says, you will find people who need your help and who want to help you as you strive to become the best version of yourself, the person God created you to become. So you're going to spend your whole life trying to figure out who does God want me to be, and then I will become that. Right. Wow. So again, identity theft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the whole thing from our podcast a few weeks ago, it's not for me to explore. It's not for me to know or to own. Fuck no, no. What, who, who does God want me to be? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm going back to some George Carlin in my mind. I won't, I won't spew it out here, but yeah, Jesus. Yeah, who? Go ahead. Yeah, I, you you don't own your own identity, basically. Fuck no. And the only way, by the way, to be your best self is through the church. That's the only way. All right. So back to this little piece. Mm. I think if I God. captured this time stamp correctly, let's see. Is there not a place in His church for all of God's children, even for those who feel unworthy, forgotten? Or alone. Mm. And there isn't a place in God's church for all of God's children, by the way. There isn't. So what is he trying to sell there? Because that's bullshit. Again, it's some faux empathy, fake type of empathy where this fucking talk, the more I hear it, I just get pissed (laughs) off. Sorry, guys. I, I just... yeah. It's so degrading. It really is. It gets worse. It's so demeaning of your intelligence. Yeah, it is. It's like, are you fucking stupid enough to believe this shit? Yeah, I I was. Yeah, I was. I get. Yeah. 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 So think back to the Old Testament and the nature of God, and then tell me if this statement is true. Ready? In truth, God does not show favoritism. Uh, <laughs> is this comedy hour? This must be comedy hour <laughs> conference. I, I don't, I can't even say, I'm just going to laugh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What uh, can you say well, to that? What can you say? Well, to that? let's go back to the old Testament when the, <laughs> the Israelites have left the Pharaoh in Egypt. They're traveling around like a bunch of dumb fucks for 40 years when it only would have taken a couple months to get to the promised land because <laughs> You know, 
the purpose of life is to test you <laughs> and they're fucking up a lot so they're getting tested and they go into these lands of canaan and there's a bunch of heathens so god says hey wipe them out <laughs> all of them children even their fucking animals kill them all yeah that's the god i believe in and he doesn't no favoritism. show no favoritism there yeah equal murder for all <laughs> <laughs> and you even bring it forward to today right no there is not a place in the church for all of god's children yes he does show favoritism you can't be a sinner if you want to be a favorite with God, right? Come on. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about a little bit of the commentary that Pukdorf gives those who leave the church. Ready for this one, Dave? This is a fun one. We are his beloved children. Even mm. those who reject him, even those who, like a headstrong, unruly child, become angry with God and his church, Pack their backs and storm out the door, proclaiming that they are running away and never coming back. Okay, fuck you, sir. <laughs> I never said I was running from anything. Yes. Even though in the sense of, oh, fuck, I got to get out. Yeah. In that The way. alarming yeah. reality of, oh, shit, look what I've been a part of. And the the awareness and recognition of oh it's time yeah it's yeah, time to leave time to get out but then the analogy about us being children yeah an unruly child unruly fuck yeah unruly I, do you want to be ruled Michael no is that what you no what that's not what you don't want to be told no. no it's easier that way you don't have to make any decisions you don't even have to think they'll just tell you what to do what fuck. That sounds like a good way to go. What? You don't want that? <laughs> and oh. you don't want to be headstrong. You don't want to be thinking. I mean, come on. You know, that's... <laughs> Pack their bags. By the way, what, what does that constitute? Their bags. Think about well, that. He's, yeah, he's using the analogy, right, of the child running from home and packing his bags. Right. I mean, look, here is another direct kind of uh, association with this mythos about why people leave, right? Become angry with God. No, not no. really for me. I mean, when I still believed in, in God, the concept of a God, I wasn't angry with God. I was angry with the Mormon church for deceiving me and defrauding me for most of my life. And that's a natural reaction, I think, when you have that type of a discovery, right? But angry with God? No, not really. I, nope. He says angry with God and his church. Well, you're assuming that it's his church in that statement. <laughs> and, and he did it again. God and his church are one entity. That's right. That? There's no separation. Yeah, there no, there's no yeah. separation between God and his church. Yeah, fun stuff. I love the criticism. Uh, oh, remember, God. though... All children are equal in God's eyes. So, right. Wait a minute. Um, uh, no favoritism. I've got a, a statement from my friend Arza Evans. Mm -hmm. I haven't brought up anything from him for several months. It's a very simple statement. 
I was taught as a small child that the most important thing for any person to do in this life was to gain a testimony of Mormonism and then remain faithful to it forever. Yep. The worst sin that a person could commit wasn't lying, stealing, adultery. By the way, I just was going through that list and thinking about Joseph Smith. But anyway, <clears throat> adultery or even killing. It was apostasy. Yes. Other sins could be repented of and forgiven. The Doctrine and Covenants clearly teaches that there will be no forgiveness in this life nor in the next for a man who receives the Melchizedek priesthood, then changes his mind and turns against Mormonism. That's D&C 8441 for yeah. a reference to that. Yeah. Very powerful verse that scares the living shit out of you as a member of the church, when you, when you read it and think, Oh God, I'll, I'll never leave. Yeah. Jeez. Nothing like I a mean, scare tactic. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like literally, I don't know. You know, it's like dangling a goddamn hand grenade right in front of your face and say, go ahead, go ahead, leave. Yeah. It's all it's right. The ultimate, yeah. yeah. The ultimate shock collar. It's the ultimate shock collar on the dog. Shock collar. That's right. awesome. Awesome yeah. analogy. Yeah. 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 Every time you bark out against the Lord's anointed, Psst. you'll get shocked. <laughs> yeah. Every time. <laughs> Poor puppy. But God still loves you. Yeah. And he'll welcome you back with open arms. Yeah. And by the way, if you leave the yard, if you leave the yard entirely, the shot car goes from stun to kill. <laughs> That's what that verse is, right? It's like holy shit. Wow. Okay. Pretty much. Stay pretty in much, line. Yeah. So what are we doing here with life? And and what about again a little subtle commentary on leaving God's church? Let's listen to this bit. We're pilgrims walking the road of mortality in a grand search for meaning and ultimate truth. Often, all we see is the path directly ahead. We cannot see where the bends in the roads will lead. Our loving Heavenly Father has not given us every answer. He expects us to figure out many things for ourselves. He expects us to believe, even when it's difficult to do so. He expects us to straighten our shoulders and develop a little resolve, a little backbone, and take another step forward. That is the way we learn and grow. Yes, David. Okay. So develop yeah, you some fuck backbone. Worthless, spineless bitches that <laughs> there's so much there. That is so it's loaded. A huge. But, I should have right, split that up. Yeah. Because look, right yeah. at the beginning, yeah. we don't know about the bends. I thought it was a straight and narrow path. What, what do you mean, Ben's in the road? Well, you know, get, you're on the wrong path, dude. There's an you? iron rod. <laughs> And it's straight and it's narrow. What fucking path are you on? Yeah, he's uh, he's got his analogies what? mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of my favorite tidbits in there. He expects us to believe even when it's difficult to do so. Hmm. What? I'm really, really upset about this forgery called the Book of Abraham. God, it's difficult to believe that it's really the Word of God. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, this this is my test. I get it. I get it, God. Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. I'll be strong. I'll be strong. 
I'll just unplug my mind. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Straighten your shoulders and develop a little resolve, a little backbone. Okay, Dave? I did, and yes. I left. <laughs> How ironic is this, right? You're taught yeah. that unplugging your mind, great analogy, unplugging your mind and believing, even though it's difficult to do so because it's been shown to be bullshit, you're taught that doing that is the way to straighten your shoulders and develop resolve and a backbone. When the reality is, if you really straighten your shoulders and you develop resolve and a backbone, you leave. That's what yeah. that takes. So, that, you know, it's, that's exactly what it is. It, yeah. It's resolve, fortitude. There's, there's other synonyms for it. Purpose. Yeah. In other words, there's, some of these words are escaping me right now, but in other words, you know, you know where you're headed now. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're going to march forward in that direction. Resolve. I, I, resolve is the, the best word for it, I guess. It is. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, again, ironically, just the opposite of what he's talking about. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And, and the act of thinking one way even though all the evidence points another direction that is praised as having resolve in Pukdorf's mind here yeah right. so it, which your is backbone yeah gain strength by your ability to in deal with cognitive dissonance yes exactly yes. mixed messages and yes. on and on and on if you yeah. embrace cognitive dissonance you are showing resolve according to Uchtdorf, yes. And you are a good soldier in the army of God headed for Armageddon. Ah, oh, yes, it's all a battle. Oh, that'll so, come up later in another quote, I think. Anyway. Yeah, um, so look, another extremely ironic quote here. Here we go. Would you honestly want everything spelled out in every detail? <laughs> Would you honestly want every question answered? Every destination mapped out? I believe most of us would tire very quickly of this sort of heavily micromanagement. Uh, and I did. And I left yeah. again. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. I'm fucking tired of it. And oh, <laughs> does he realize what he's doing? I, I that just, he's fucking yeah. dipping all over his tongue. Yeah. He, he, uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, I Go mean, ahead, uh, no, no, I'm no, I'm gonna... completely with you. I'm, it's, it's just like, I, it's incredulous, right? I mean, would you want everything spelled out in every detail? Well, doctrinally, yes, that would be handy <laughs> to have. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going out on a limb, but if you're going to tell me this is God's only true church, the major answers to major questions should be available, <laughs> right? Like, why does the Book of Mormon contain dozens of anachronisms? That would be nice to know. That's not like cheating and, you know, jumping to the end game. That's just answering obvious issues, right? No, you, you but, just want to be micromanaged, man. Come on. <laughs> you know, at every destination mapped out, not necessarily. That's life, right? Uh, but then right. the funniest part of all, right, as you laughed at at the end there, most of us would tire very quickly of this sort of heavenly micromanagement. Well, that that's exactly what the church is. 
<laughs> it tells you how to live your life and even what to think and feel. You can't so get more att- micromanaged. To keep people from leaving, he's in, he's actually inviting them to leave if they use their fucking mind a little bit oh, yeah. about what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. You know, there's a committee, by the way. I'm sure you're aware of this. And I don't know who uh, constitutes how, how this committee is uh, comprised or whatever created that they go over the talks against a, a point that someone brought up among others about this conference was that COVID was barely mentioned at all, right. even though it's a really big, obviously event happening on the planet. Yeah. And that's because it's all set months in advance. And there are people that proofread, if you will, mm-hmm. the talks to make sure that they're doctrinally sound. Well, so much for revelation. Yeah. So much for spontaneous. The light of heaven is shining down on me and I will now speak for God. Yeah. Nope, no, none of that going none of on. The talks are spontaneous. No, no, they're not. Well, that, if they were spontaneous, you couldn't have them in the teleprompter, right? They had to have been pre-written. <laughs> That's just the definition of <laughs> of giving. The t- well, but then they had they right. had the revelation when they wrote it and when they put it into the teleprompter. Okay, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, whatever. So another favorite one, and this is probably the last one I'm gonna hit from Puke Dork because I'm about to puke. But um, bump. Let's talk about Joseph. Here we go. Joseph was a lot like you and me. Though he made mistakes, God used him to accomplish his great purposes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, one of the <laughs> weakest arguments that's been used for decades in the church. Uh, again, the, the church is perfect, but the members aren't. And, and that includes the prophets. He slipped a little here and there. <laughs> His 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 dick slipped a little and ended up in places it shouldn't have gone, but you know God could work through him. Is that what was working through him, or was it that fucking had, alcohol from uh, whatever? He had an unnaturally high testosterone level. Let's just start with that fact. Yeah, not his fault. Yeah, um, I mean, look, it's, guys, it's, I, it's kind of <laughs> predestined to do that, and and so. Are you, Michael? You were predestined to do this podcast oh. in a former life. Oh, yeah. So you're actually you don't know it, but you're doing God's will. <laughs> uh, you you made an agreement. I will speak out against God's one only true church oh. at some time later in my mortal probation. Oh, okay. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Do you, are you getting the fuzzies? No. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry to rain on that parade. Yeah, Joseph was a lot like you and me. Uh, that whole endearment approach, right? You know, that that whole human. He was human. Guys, there's a fucking difference between being human and being an obvious fraud and an obvious, essentially, criminal in yeah. his, in an adulteress. Yeah thieving criminal is what joseph was and 
So, I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute. Now he's calling me that. I didn't think of it that way. So now I now okay, great. Thanks, pukehead. Now I'm a criminal because we're we're a lot we're a lot alike. Don't you just want to give Joseph a big hug when you hear that? Come here, buddy. Come we're on. so much alike. We're so much alike. I mean, I don't tell people that I can find secret hidden things and charge them money for it, uh, but we're so much alike. I don't commit adultery. <laughs> and, and you know, get married to forty women, but you know we're we're so much alike. Come here, buddy. I've seen hot, hot fourteen year olds, but I didn't take them to the barn. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so much alike. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Love god. Fucking oh. bastard. Yeah. You know, it it really pisses me off. Now is that me being? Like, I, I'm not in control of my emotions. Well, no, I'm not going around smashing shit. Or I'm not going to set the church on fire or anything like that. It's very irritating to see how this continues to manipulate people. Yeah. Damn it. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's almost like this comes in cycles, right? Where I feel like through the 80s and into the early 90s, you had this period in the church where apologetics were very different. We've talked about this fact before, and a lot of them, frankly, were ad hominem. They would attack the person making the claim against the church or whatever. That part wasn't essentially, you know, effective. But other than that, there was a very studious kind of like intellectual approach to apologetics, trying to show a different way to interpret things. That's been entirely abandoned for this fuzzy, good-feeling cognitively dissonant ignore reality in your face type approach right where oh we know there's all sorts of stuff out there. look just because you discovered this and that about church history and it makes it difficult to believe doesn't mean you shouldn't believe right and this whole gaslighting you know you're just imagining this or that right it's what the fuck did that come from and the fact that it's been successful with so many members still. Well, and that you know? that's actually heartbreaking it to is. be honest. It is. Uh I mean it the fact that it worked for me for yeah. so many years. Yeah. But now that I'm out and you're out, now we're looking at those who are still in and are probably not of course not listening to this podcast and most likely would never turn to a source like this. No. And will stay and will pass from this life, and who knows? Will they get an eye-opening experience on the on the other side? Because it's all about what's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be warm in that fruit of the tree, or is it really going to be tasty? I don't know. Yeah. All right, it's out of know, season. Man. You you guys in your global warming, all the fruit <laughs> <laughs> fell prematurely, and you weren't here. But that's not your fault. We <laughs> saved some worm-ridden fruit for you. Anyway, so the true feeling I have is, again, those that listened to that talk and the rest of conference and were just satisfied yeah. with all the messages and, yeah. oh, everything's okay. Fuck COVID. COVID can't hurt me. I'm a Mormon. Well, uh, sorry yeah it's killing mormons too yeah uh 
but that's part of Jesus's plan. So, you know, grow a backbone, you unruly children. Yeah. What a shitty way to address the fact that a lot of members are getting some questions now, right? As what they've seen or heard from this or that, right? And because all of it is bare sunlight shining on the real history and foundation of the church, right? And like never before, and we've talked about that a bunch of times, how easy it is to see the shitty background of this church now. And you're going to have members having questions and, and hearing this thing or that thing, right? Even if they don't actually look it up themselves, they somehow get exposed. It makes it difficult to believe in his phrasing again. And But now they've been given a solution. He tells them mm. what to do now. I Hey, look, we know that there's those of you out there who have some of these thoughts. And he's back to his doubt your doubts message. That's what yeah. this really is. Just doubt your doubts. That, and yeah. it's a little stronger, though, this time. Hey, grow a backbone. You know, that's difficult to believe. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Grow a backbone and believe. Yeah. And grow up. I mean, yeah. you're immature. Yeah. Anyone who comes to the conclusion that it's necessary to leave this shirt, they're immature. They're childish. Yeah. Uh, and uh, are not informed of the real facts, mm-hmm. which we'll be happy to tell you what the real facts are. Put away those history books yeah, and listen to me because I will tell you the real history. Well, and he hits that well, too though, right? God's never going to give us all the answers. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, well, shit. shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm fucked. I'll never have the answer, but I just believe, just believe, you know, it's God damn it. <laughs> Give me a fucking answer. Oh my God. Ah, you know, they're stuff. so skilled yeah. at their mind fuckery. Yeah. They are so <laughs> very good at it. I will give them that. Yeah. <laughs> their goddamn dualistic double talk bullshit. Oh yeah. Is it yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Apologetics. It's, it's thick. So that wraps it up for this week, guys. Uh, thanks for joining again. And, you know, if it's difficult to believe, straighten your shoulders. Develop a little resolve. Resolve. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take my gerbil for a walk. <laughs> this COVID-19, he's getting restless. We haven't been out in weeks, and he's starting to climb the walls of his cage. So we're going to go a little... For a gerbil jog, and maybe I'll run into some of my Mormon neighbors. Oh, how fun. I hope so, because I don't see him at church anymore. Oh. <laughs> well, tell your gerbil to be happy and <laughs> just yeah, put up with it. Come on. Just believe. Just, just, yeah, you don't need all the answers. I'm not gonna micromanage my gerbil. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Love you guys. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Next week.